What would you do if God told you he was calling you home in two days? Where would you go? Who would you want to be with? Greetings on this good day that the Lord has made. I'm Joel Van Hoogen, and this is The Bread of Life. Our program is presented by the International Disciple-Making Ministry Church Partnership Evangelism. I encourage you to learn more about the amazing work we're doing all around the world. You can go to traincpe.org, or you can follow the links from our webpage, breadoflifeboise.org. There you'll also learn about our mission's church fellowship in Boise, Idaho, and it's from that fellowship that we share with you God's Word. Today, we continue the study of the life of Elijah from 2 Kings 2. The Lord has told Elijah that it's time for him to depart. Knowing his immediate future, Elijah will teach us what we should value on the day we depart and what we should therefore value on this day. Like Elijah, we're a decision of God away from eternity, an eternity to be experienced in everlasting gain or everlasting pain. And the passageway into that eternal gain is not a principle, but a person. My understanding is that he's asked that on his tombstone those words be written from the Lord Jesus, because I live, you shall live also. I did listen to a brief account for just a couple of minutes of an individual who was brought to meet with him on a regular basis even as he was dying. These young men that Robbie raised up to teach, he raised up over 70 different young evangelists and apologists to speak for him and represent his ministry around the world. And this young man said when he would go in before Robbie, Robbie could not get words off of his lips. It came down to where he could only say two words. And the two words were Jesus. And the other word that he finally tried to say and then continued to repeat until he died was gospel. Gospel. Good news. Good news. Good news. Because I live, you shall live also. The answer is not in principles. The answer is in a person. You're before eternity. There is something great beyond this life. It's not an endless void. It's not something of your own making. It's something that was before you came into existence and something that you will enter into for all eternity and you need to be prepared to meet it and you won't meet it with principles. You won't meet it with rules. You won't meet it with a few good works. You'll only be prepared to meet this with a person. Your own construction of truth and idea will not suit it. Only the truth will answer it. And Jesus again said of himself, I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life. By me, if anyone would enter in, he will be saved. Let's go to another point here and consider this. The next point is that God knows best when to take a person from the earth and he knows best when to leave a person on the earth. Here's what we read. When the Lord would take up Elijah, when the Lord would take up Elijah. Now here's a great doctrine or a great truth of God's providence over life. The life of a man is absolutely and completely at the disposal of the Lord. You can't choose the day of your birth and you have no power really to choose the day in which you'll meet your maker. You might think by the way that Ravi Zacharias had a whole lot more that he could have contributed. He was impacting people all over the world and that's to some extent we've been cheated and he was cheated and the influence and impact that he would have had around the world. You know, a number of years ago, it was about a year before my father passed away. Actually, it was probably about two years before my father passed away. It was just before my father was diagnosed with his cancer. He was with me in Venezuela. And I was with another couple, and we were doing some ministry there, and I was enjoying this time with my father. It was the first time that he had ever traveled internationally with me, the only time 
They ever traveled internationally with me? I was with this couple. They began to say, your father is such a wonderful man. You know, you need to, you need to carve out more time to spend with him. Spend as much time with him because you don't know how much time you're going to have with him. And I remember saying, if my dad doesn't live to be 98, he'll be cheated. He was 66 at the time. He'll be cheated. He's so full of life. He's so full of energy. He'll, he'll be cheated if he doesn't live to be the age of 98. He didn't live to be the age of 68. We may think that we were cheated and the person is cheated, but God knows best. We come up with our phrases like, you know, if only they had remained a year longer, if only they had been here a decade longer, if they had only had an opportunity to do this or an opportunity to do that, if only they were able to finish that task that they had begun. But our if-onlys are conjectures about life. We don't know all that God knows. And let me just suggest to you that God knows best what makes for us to receive expressions and experiences of his love and his goodness and that which also brings him glory, which is, by the way, us experiencing the expressions of his love and goodness. Whatever the hardship of death is upon us, as its shadow passes over us or it passes over a loved one, it is never so hard for us as it would be if life and death were governed by our wishes, by our if-onlys, and not by God's loving, kind, good, just providence. And so the time came to take Elijah up away from Elisha and from all the young men that he had trained and he had prepared for service. And God knows best when to take us and when not to take us. By the way, do you remember that Elijah had an if-only prior to this? where he asked God to take him. God, if only you would just take me right now. I'm no better than my father's. I'm a failure in what I've been trying to do. You remember the account? Listen, for some of you who might be visiting with us, we've been studying the life of Elijah since back last fall, and we've seen the progressive way in which God used this man, and there was a moment of great defeat and sorrow and sadness for him in which he felt like a complete failure in the mission that God had given him to do, and he just said, God, take my life. Just take me now. It's a good thing God didn't answer Elijah at that moment in time. There would have been all kinds of things that would have been experienced by him and all kinds of things that would have been accomplished by him that would not have been accomplished if he had got his will. There would have been no lessons learned at Mount Sinai. There would have been no experience of the still small voice of God speaking and directing him. There would have been no mentoring of Elisha. There have been no schools of the prophet where these young men would have been trained and formed and developed to carry on the work of teaching God's word to the nation of Israel. There would have been no time of ongoing instruction to the members of the nation of Israel who repented because of their idolatry on Mount Carmel and were instructed by Elijah. All of that would not have taken place if Elijah had had his if-only fulfilled. God knows the best moment. He knows when his servant's work is done. Sometimes you might think that a person's life has wound down to a pathetic duty in the end. Great men who have been used by God to do great things can end their days attempting to keep warm and staring into space or trifling with small affairs when once they had accomplished great things. And we can see all of that and we can think, surely this is someone who is ready to go home. But what do we know? Only God knows best how to put the finishing touches upon our lives. He's in control and he knows best and he knows when it's best to take us from this world and he knows best and mercy how to keep us in this world, in this place. Here's the third thing. 
in the face of eternity, and we'll learn some more lessons next week, but in the face of eternity, Elijah teaches us what to value in time. In the face of eternity, Elijah teaches us what to value in time. Elijah goes from Gilgal to Bethel to Jericho. It's interesting, by the way, as you study this event in his life, that apparently God didn't keep the day of Elijah's taking away a secret from Elijah or Elisha or all of his spiritual sons that he had been training to speak God's word to the nation of Israel. Now that Elijah knows, by the way, that he has only a short time, he's going to show us what to value for this journey that we have here upon the earth. It's kind of interesting where a mind goes in its last days. The ground that all of a sudden seems sacred to an individual, to the individual knows that they're passing away. It's a bit of a mystery. The thoughts rarely, by the way, go to your work desk. They rarely go to the places of conquest. They go to places that are quiet things like an old schoolhouse or a childhood home or an old church or an unknown bend in the river or a hollow in the hay bales. Elijah doesn't go to Mount Carmel to rehearse that moment of victory in his life when he stood like a lion before the nation of Israel and prayed out to God to send fire down upon an altar and God answered his prayer and where he prayed and God poured out rain upon the land that had been under drought for three years. He didn't go there. He didn't go and walk around the palace in Samaria where he had learned to confront the power, speak truth to power to the king and where he had overcome his fear of men in order to be a spiritual leader before the nation of Israel. He didn't go there. He went to Bethel and he went to Jericho. We actually don't know much about those places. All we know is in those places were a gathering of young men that he had prepared to serve the Lord. And he wanted to be with those who gave him hope that his work and his ministry and his contribution in Israel would continue. Here we learn that it's not the great deeds that we do in our lives that will mean the most to us at the end. Our success on a resume will not gather around our deathbed to share a last tender moment with us. Instead, possibly a disciple, the face of a convert, children that we have prayed for, our family members, Friends who have taught us the faithfulness of God and God has allowed us to teach something back to them of his goodness and greatness. Maybe a handful shall gather around us then. And this is what we will in our last day wisely deem of greatest value. And we would be wise now to learn to value them as such. Elijah teaches us these things. He shows us these things. In the face of eternity... We need to meet the person, the eternal one, and know him and trust in him and believe in him. In the face of eternity, we need to know what the value above everything else. That we lead other people to know him as well. That we introduce other people to him. People who, when we're gone, might share this with others and it might go on and on until the Lord returns. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, We are in the temporal day, 24 hours. Our day is measured out in time and it's passing by quickly and it wears away at us. But something within us, something within our souls knows that it's meant to beat on forever and ever.
something within us longs to move beyond this, this station of life to the settledness of eternity, but it is all unknown. Who has gone there and who knows what it's like but our Savior Jesus Christ, the eternal God who entered into time for us to bear our sins, came into this world in order that he might lead us out of it so that where he is, there we may be also, forever with you, O God, forever before your goodness and your greatness, forever exploring the unending unveilings of your majesty and your glory, the infinite greatness of our God, and enjoying you, and celebrating you, and experiencing you. Oh, God, heaven is waiting for those who want to be with you. Eternity is offering itself to those who want to enjoy your presence. But for those who don't want to be with you, that don't want to be near with you, there's an eternity without you. God, we found you. We've come to know you. We found the answer in a person. A relationship has begun with us that settles us and comforts us, controls all our days, guides us into the future with confidence. We thank you and praise you for that. Oh God, by your grace, use us. Use us to share this great confidence with others and to introduce to others this God of eternal comforts. We ask in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us today. I trust that God would seal these words to your heart. If you want a copy of this broadcast, just reach out to us at breadoflifeboise.org. Until next time, God bless you.